0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our ESICM Next Educational Podcast Program for April 2022. My name is Mehmet Yildirim. I am Next Committee member, an internist, and intensivist at Health Science University Dışkapı Training and Research Hospital, Ankara, Turkey. Today, Dr. Federico Engerman from Department of Critical Care Medicine, Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center, Toronto, Canada, is joining me. In this podcast, it's a pleasure for me to talk about Dr. Engerman's recent paper entitled Sepsis Hospitalization and Risk of Subsequent Cardiovascular Events in Adults, a Population-Based Matched Cohort Study, published in Intensive Care Medicine Journal. I would like to introduce our guest, Dr. Engerman. He graduated from Buenos Aires University as a medical doctor in 2008 with honor degree. After he completed his internal medicine residency in 2013 at Buenos Aires, he worked as a physician at internal medicine department and as an assistant professor at pharmacology department in Buenos Aires University. He completed his critical care clinical fellowship at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center, Toronto, in uh, 2019. He also got a master's degree in public health from Harvard School of Public Health. And now he is a clinical epidemiology PhD student at University of Toronto. Since 2019, he is working as an intensivist at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center, Division of Critical Care Medicine. He has many influential research on intensive care medicine and epidemiology. So Federico, welcome to the program. And thank you for accepting the invitation.
1: Thank you so much, Mehmet, for your kind introduction. Uh, It's a pleasure uh, for me to join you um, and discuss our recent research. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you. First of all, uh, congratulations for performing this important study, which evaluates long-term cardiovascular effects of sepsis among sepsis survivors. Uh, The prolonged uh, problems of ICU survivors are always hot topics and have studied in several research. But uh, I believe that your study has a crucial role in enlightening and understanding long-term effects of sepsis due to its large cohort and well-design. So I would like to start with two questions. Uh, First, what did motivate you to perform this study and what were your hypotheses and aims?
1: Um, thanks. Uh, thanks again. So I'll say the, the overall motivation is, as you well said, that um, understanding the long-term outcomes in critical care survivors in general and sepsis survivors in particular remains uh, extremely important. Um, I think this is important not only to uh, inform the decision-making within the hospitalization, but also uh, to inform the decision-making in care um, after patients are discharged from hospital, So I think that's the, over, the overall motivation. Um, we had recently completed a systematic review on the impact of sepsis on long-term cardiovascular outcomes, also published in ICM. Um, and during that review, we became acutely aware of uh, this potential risk um, of cardiovascular outcomes in sepsis survivors, and also some of the limitations that most cohort studies um, that had previously been done uh, presented with. Um, so I would say combination of this overall importance of depicting the outcome pathway of substance survivors, um, this potential increased risk, and some of the limitations that we had found. Um, those those things were the main drivers for this uh, cohort study that um, that was published recently in ICM. And our main hypothesis um, was that sepsis survivors faced a higher risk of cardiovascular outcomes in the long term um, compared to patients who were um, discharged from hospital uh, for for other conditions other than sepsis.
0: Thank you, Federico. Uh, You screened almost 470,000 to 30,000 patients. Uh, very, very, very big data. How did you create the study and control group, and what exclusion criteria did you define?
1: Thanks, Mehmet. So, indeed, the, the, the cohort was um, was uh, quite big. The we we used uh, administrative data from um, ICS. Um, the data was um, comprised uh, by uh, patients who resided in Ontario, um, uh, roughly um, through ten years, from two thousand eight to two thousand seventeen. Um, We excluded patients who had baseline cardiovascular disease, and then we um, identified uh, patients who had sepsis um, during hospitalization using a validated algorithm, and those patients who had sepsis were matched to patients who didn't have sepsis during their hospitalizations and were discharged, and that's the main way that uh, we created the cohort. Um, I will say at this point that most of the patients who had um, sepsis were matched to their non-sepsis comparators, and we only uh, lost uh, roughly 5% of those patients who didn't have um, an eligible uh, matched pair.
0: So what were the p- primary and secondary outcomes, and what, what are your main results?
1: So following um, main the, the, the mainstream um, literature on on cardiovascular disease, we used a composite um, outcome of myocardial infarction, stroke, and cardiovascular death um, as a primary outcome of interest. Um, We were also interested in additional secondary outcomes such as venous thrombolic disease, um, who had seldom, uh, which had seldom been described as an outcome of interest in patients who survived sepsis. Um, Alka's death was mainly considered as a potential competing risk uh, during long-term outcome. Uh, during long-term follow-up. And um, we also um, use the individual endpoints um, uh, of the primary composite outcome as secondary uh, endpoints of interest. So essentially we looked at um, overall cardiovascular disease during long-term follow-up in addition to uh, venous thromboembolic disease. Our main results uh, essentially show that uh, sepsis survivors Uh, faced a higher risk of major cardiovascular disease during long-term follow-up compared to patients who had survived a hospitalization not due to sepsis. Um, I'll say that uh, an interesting finding was that uh, this association seemed to be stronger um, in the the subgroup of patients who were younger um, at uh, hospital discharge date, and um, Regarding our secondary endpoints, we also found that sepsis was associated with a higher risk of venous thrombombolic disease, the latter uh, defined by the um, either uh, deep venous uh, thrombosis or uh, pulmonary embolism. So sepsis was associated with a higher risk of uh, venous thromboembolic disease when compared to patients who survived the hospitalization not due to sepsis, also on, uh, on long-term follow-up. As expected, and um, and uh, perhaps uh, not unsurprising, uh, perhaps not surprisingly, sepsis was also associated with a higher risk of alcohol's because death um, during um, uh, approximately the five years of follow-up that um, that we had.
0: Very important results. Thank you. Most of the pre- most of the previous studies which investigate uh, long-term outcomes of sepsis uh, have not excluded uh, the patients with a history of cardiovascular disease. Your um, exclusion criteria overcomes this limitation. So I want to ask, uh, are there important limitations in your study?
1: Um, yes, certainly uh, our study has several limitations. I'll, I'll focus for a minute on, on the exclusion of patients with the history of cardiovascular disease. Um, there have been several cohorts um, and um, many uh, very well designed looking at the association between sepsis and long-term cardiovascular outcomes after discharge. Um, And what we tried to do um, in our own cohort was to exclude patients with cardiovascular disease at baseline um, for two main reasons, I'll say. The first is to control for potential confounding at baseline, Um, one could, Um, envision ways by which prior cardiovascular disease is obviously associated with the outcome of interest, in this case, uh, the composite of myocardial infarction, stroke, and death, um, and maybe potentially associated with a higher risk of um, sepsis uh, by different mechanisms, um, at least um, in theory. And um, a second um, reason to exclude those patients with prior cardiovascular disease um, was that this may help understand uh, if sepsis is associated with new cardiovascular disease rather than further worsening uh, a prior uh, established uh, disease or prior established cardiovascular disease. In terms of the limitations of our study, um, uh, there's obvious room for um, uh, unmeasured and residual confounding. Um, We did some sensitivity analysis, um, but uh, the risk of of confounding is there um, and cannot be ruled out. Um, There's also some um, certain sepsis misclassification uh, that that means essentially that the coding algorithm that we used is not perfect. Uh, So some patients that were classified as uh, having sepsis within the hospitalization may not um, have had sepsis and the opposite uh, may also be true, so uh, some uh, patients classified as not having uh, sepsis may have presented with sepsis and the, co- the, the coding algorithm just doesn't pick it up. Um, of note, uh, such misclassification in this setting would bias would, would our results towards the null. So if anything, um, uh, this may, may mean um, in general that uh, um, sepsis is still associated uh, with cardiovascular disease even in the face of, of such misclassification. Um, a third uh, potential um, um, limitation is the competing risk of all-cause death. Uh, we did a sensitivity analysis, uh, several um, uh, ways to deal with the such competing risk, and they were all consistent with our prime, with our primary um, reported results. Um, and finally, uh, I'll say that um, our evaluation of cardiovascular disease is, is not entirely comprehensive, so, uh, some additional cardiovascular endpoints may have been um, evaluated. Um, we were pragmatic in our choice of myocardial infarction, stroke, and cardiovascular death for several reasons. Uh, one of them is one of the most widely used composite endpoints, and it's uh, it's uh, quite simple to code and, um, and define.
0: Thank you. And several potential mechanisms which increase the risk of cardiovascular disease after sepsis have been described. And uh, I'm 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 wondering your opinion. In your opinion, what is the main uh, potential mechanism that leads long-term cardiovascular events after sepsis? What do you think about it?
1: Uh, that's a great question, man. I um, I'm afraid I don't have a, a very good explanation. Um, I think we can um, um, we can have different theories about what's the underlying mechanism, and that's likely not one mechanism. Uh, we still have um, a lot to understand uh, about the underpinnings of this association. Uh, I'll say that in, in my own view, and this, this may be wrong, I think such mechanisms likely include changes in endothelial function, changes in coagulation, uh, persistent inflammation after substance and hospital discharge, and maybe changes in the renin aldosterone system. Um, as I said, I think we need more um, much more evidence to further understand these mechanisms, and if if they are present, and if they're present, which uh, which one of them is 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 the main driver, if there's one. Uh, I'll say that um, in order to think about mechanisms, um, we need to assume um, uh, that at least part of the association is is a mechanistic uh, has a mechanistic explanation rather than um, um, Potentially explained by the limitations that I that I said before. Um, I think additional things that can happen after patients are discharged from hospital may also impact the risk of having long-term cardiovascular outcomes, um, changes in health-seeking behaviors, changes in prescription patterns, and the deployment of secondary prevention strategies, um, changes in, in exercise. So I think there's um, there's a wide variety of reasons and ways by which Um, surviving sepsis may be associated with a higher risk of cardiovascular disease um, in in the long run.
0: Thank you, Federico. And finally, what's your future research plan? Will there be another epidemiologic study on long-term effects of sepsis?
1: Uh, We hope so. So uh, we're now working on um, looking at specific factors um, that are associated with cardiovascular disease among patients who survive sepsis. And uh, we're trying to tap as as some of the mechanisms that I just described. Um, And uh, we're trying to um, disentangle whether um, the factors that are associated with subsequent cardiovascular disease are related to um, baseline conditions, burden of comorbid disease, um, severity of sepsis, which may be or may not be related to the changes in endothelial function, coagulation, inflammation that that we discussed before, um, and also changes in in prescription patterns um, that may affect long-term risk. Um, I think future steps may also include the uh, the evaluation of potential prevention strategies for those patients who remain um, at uh, high risk um, of cardiovascular disease after surviving sepsis.
0: Thank you very much, Federico. We have reached the end of the program. And thank you very much again for your time. And it was a great pleasure um, to talk about your research. Thank you very
1: much uh, for the invitation. It was my pleasure to uh, speak to you today. Um, um, Thanks again for the interest um, in, in our research.
0: Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. See you on the next podcast.